0: Hey, MB. So quick question for you. In your entire life, have you ever had moments of feeling somewhat lost? Yes. Okay. Okay. What about, have you ever felt perhaps like too much choice, maybe overwhelmed with decision that seems like you can't get to your goals yet? Double yes. Double yes. What about, oh man, think about this one. Did you ever feel like you took a hard wrong turn? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I think we're talking about our 20s. We've been there. We've been there. We felt all of
1: this, and we felt more, and we created something for you. We created something for us.
0: You guys, our online program, Seven Weeks to Bliss, not six, not eight, seven weeks, it integrates all of MB and my favorite tools to really actually feel empowered to make a decision to get into our bodies and really get clear and de- a design a life that really rocks our bliss.
1: Join us this September for seven weeks to bliss to intentionally carve out time for you. We are talking 90 minutes a week with the call and homework
0: because you deserve it. It's so true. It's so true. We're like, oh, I'll do it later, but you won't. The time is now to really ask yourself, you guys, those real questions. And here's the thing. Don't let the questions linger. Allow yourself to answer them answer the big questions that you're wondering with the guidance and the delivery of our bliss tools to really support you in a radical community of women. During these
1: transformational seven weeks, you'll receive a newly edited and updated seven weeks to bliss workbook, weekly videos, access to our private Facebook community, weekly calls with us, yoga practices, playlists, and more.
0: So if you're ready, which we know you are, but check. You really go through your calendar. Ask yourself, can I carve out 90 minutes for me? It's a commitment, and we do want you to finish. The last week is Trust Week. you got to make it to Trust Week. And so the registration is open now, and we start September 4th. Let's go back to Bliss School together. Hey, Bliss Crafters. Welcome to... The Bliss Pod. We are so excited for our interviewee today. So we are going to be introing Katie Brower. You guys, first of all, get ready for her accent. It's Australian. You're going to love it. Second, we've been following (sighs) Katie's journey for a while. She is a straight champion, like hero status. She's got a baby girl, similar in age to our kiddos, came into motherhood. Um, about four years ago, and she is a breast cancer survivor. She is a creator of these badass programs for yogis, as well as teaching all these amazing um, sports people, NBA, NFL. I was like drooling over your bio, Katie. I'll let you do an intro, but sports people. Well, oh, you'll see. Athletes. Athlete. Oh, they're called <laughs> athletes, right? In the real world. Um, and I'll let Katie <laughs> intro herself, but I will say, following her journey. And her most real human voice is what we love so much about her. So we're excited to share her voice with you today. Hi, Katie. Hi, ladies.
2: Welcome. Mm-hmm. So good to be here. We made it happen. Yay! <laughs> Between three kids, I like. Yeah. People, I guess three of us having children. It's a. Uh, it's quite the coordination. We could yes. run the nation. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that
1: we know now
2: <laughs> for sure. Oh my gosh. So, well, I'm super stoked to be here and, um, and be sharing with your bliss crew. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. A little about me, I guess. I am from Australia and, um, I am a mom of one. I've been in the yoga scene for 20 years. I love it. I did not have a great experience in the beginning. Um, I really found yoga through uh, my previous life as a professional snowboarder. And that was when I was introduced and I did not have a great experience. Um, But I did go back and I am thankful that I did. I went to a different teacher sort of a little ways down the road and it was amazing. And I've been in the conversation and it's so just satiating and satisfying. And I just am so blown away by how many layers there are of myself that continue to be revealed and accessible through the teachings. And yeah, I, 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 could, t- I could go on, but at the end of the day, I feel like I've lived nine lives in this <laughs> one life.
1: <laughs> yeah, we feel yeah. So, so good. There's
0: lots of layers. How so
1: many yeah. layers?
0: We'll put your bio in the show notes. Well, and we'll dive into
1: those layers. Totally. Yeah. So Katie, first question, what does bliss mean to you right now?
2: I was thinking about that on my drive to drop off my kiddo this morning. It's connection. Like mm-hmm. that is, the bliss bomb for me, and that's really why I teach yoga and do what I do. And then just as a human being on the planet day to day is like I am all about connection. And that what that's what really brings me bliss. Mm, love it. So what other ways are
1: connection showing up for you right now besides yoga?
2: Obviously being with a small child is uh and just seeing the way in which she experiences the world particularly when she's experiencing things for the first time uh that just brings me into that connection with myself and with myself like and my inner child and um and then also just uh, really connecting with like my friends and being really present and I live kind of backed up to this Canyon and going down into the Canyon and connecting with nature. So this inward connection with self and outward connection with, with others, that's uh those are all gateways in. I mean, there's, I'm like really into mm. this new adaptogen latte that, um, <laughs> my friend launched this company. It's called Chroma and they're the, these like superfood lattes mm. and just drinking one of these, um, it's like, that is another gateway in to that connection. Mm. and um, Adaptogen so, yes, yeah, Googling. It's super fancy.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Mary Beth's on Amazon right now. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, exactly.
1: I've
2: yeah, got so website. many adaptogens
1: in my body. They're probably fighting each other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. It's Chroma. Drinkchroma.com. Awesome. Sunny.
1: We'll check it out. We'll check it out. Where do you live, by the way? I mean, I know, but for our listeners,
2: I'm in San Diego, California, mm-hmm. in a canyon. Yeah. Oh my that's, god, that's, that's right. got the sunny skies. We can just see kind of peaks of the ocean from here from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a little it's a little bliss pod over here. I love it. Oh, you're on your own bliss pod. Sounds love definitely. that. Yep. <laughs>
0: And Katie, when you talk about connection, what I heard too is, as you were sharing it, there was this beautiful like slowdown of cadence as you were even like painting like nature in the canyon, sipping a latte. I was like, oh yeah. And we talked a little bit before pressing record about your focus right now as um, an expert in action and making things happen, really looking at slowing down. And I think connection, for us, Mary Beth and I both share that as a value of ours, is such a cool way to be able to even ask, like, am I in connection? And can I slow down mm-hmm. enough to see it? And so mm-hmm. for you, as we explore what slow down means, like, what's it mean to you? And how do you do it? I think that's a, such a key question of like, how do you even slow down? How do you make that happen?
2: Yeah, such a good question. Well, you know, this kind of got catalyzed from a variety of things. One being a few years ago when I, um, launched my first online program, I was so driving towards the goal Mm. and was really miserable in the process. And I realized very quickly that like, wow, this is really not as easy as it looks. Um, and that I was in a marathon, not a sprint. And I was like, okay, well I can, be miserable doing this like process of driving towards this goal, which is what's the point in that, or I could actually really just enjoy the process. Mm. Um, And that was sort of the beginning of the slowing down. And then over the last couple of years, there's been several circumstances in my life that have really sort of called me to look at what's really important and reassess particularly, you know, around how I'm spending my time, how I'm earning my money, how much money I've earned and what I've done with that money and really reassessing everything. And so I was like, I want to just get back to absolute basics and Mm -hmm. coming back to this piece of connection. I began at the end of last year, starting my day and at multiple times throughout the day, doing this three-step simple process. And this sounds so elementary, but it has been unbelievably profound. And it is asking myself, how am I feeling? And giving myself a moment to actually really connect with my body on all layers, like my body, my energy, my emotional body, and see how I'm feeling and see what emerges. And then from there, ask myself, like, what do I need? Hmm. What is it that I need? What would be supportive for me right now? And then the third question is, what am I willing to do or what action am I willing to take to support that need? Mm. And uh, it has really, I mean, this sounds so cliche, but it has changed my life.
1: (laughs) Wow, (laughs) it sounds amazing. We don't ever pause. Yeah. Well, here's
2: the thing that I was like, wow, I do this for people all day long. Like, (laughs) I don't think that I've actually ever done this for myself, like Mm -hmm. really done it as a practice. And, um, I really realized that I had become an expert in overriding my needs Mm -hmm. for the sake of the goal or for the sake of showing up for that person or for the sake of something. And I was like, holy shit. Okay. This is like a one way highway to nothing good. Mm-hmm. Um, I really need to, uh, you know, put myself first and do for other do for myself what I do for others. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, it has been like striking gold, you guys, like I found the <laughs> treasure trove of, uh, self understanding and like insight into some of my patterns and, It's been this really, I've never been so tender with myself and it feels so juicy and so good.
1: I bet you're writing those questions
0: down, Jackie.
2: I already wrote them down. I love them. I love them. Tender
0: was my word. Tender is my word for 2019. And I think I had forgotten. (laughs) 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 So hearing hearing you say that is like such a cool recalibration for me right now of what tender can even... Look like. I actually love Mm -hmm. the example and the questions. And I've been really investing in like self care, and it feels so awkward for me like going to acupuncture, getting my body worked on. And like you said, it's also though feeling tender and so fruitful Mm -hmm. for my own well being Mm -hmm. and that of others. So I, yeah, I already wrote these questions down and thank you for that like basic, but beautiful gift. Like you said, I think some of the most big changes are elementary.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm. It's been really profound.
1: Katie, give us an example in the last couple of days, something when you asked the question and you made a different choice, what did that look like?
2: Uh, Yesterday. And ladies, this is something like (laughs) people that know me really well. Like what did you do? Um, I was yesterday afternoon, I was like noticing myself kind of flustered and I was like, okay, how are you feeling? And the feeling was overwhelmed and frazzled. And I was like, what do I need? I need to stop. Just pause. Pause. And what am I going to do to make that happen? And I, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, I'm going to go and lay in bed. Like I that is so against the grain of how I've known myself to be my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did I do that, I turned on The Bachelorette. And watched a couple of episodes. I was like, I am just going to give myself permission to completely veg out. Mm, And it was so delightful. And (laughs) I feel like that's tenderness right there, people. Yeah, Um, Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm a yogi and I'm into consciousness. And sometimes I like to veg out watching junk TV.
1: Oh, God. Me too. I
2: love it. It's like a shavasana for your brain you and Mary
1: Beth could probably have like a chair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. So you've been in the yoga world. You've been teaching for
2: 20 years. Is that what you said? Yeah, different, different. Uh, so I started in, well, I really started actually in personal training back in my teens. So that was 20 plus years ago. Um, and then I shifted into Pilates and then into yoga and then kind of things from there, like different modalities of healing, biodynamic craniosacral therapy and somatic experiencing, among mm, other wow. things. So you've seen this world shift a lot.
1: You've seen the yoga world change a lot. Tell us what your relationship with the yoga world, yoga scene, if you will, is like now.
2: Yeah, it's it has really, really changed, which I think is a really good thing. You know... Uh, what i noticed probably like around 12 years ago maybe 13 years ago was like just kind of the beginning of the youtube at least where i was becoming aware of the youtube piece um and kind of way back then there wasn't even like a lot there was certainly formal certifications but it wasn't like that was the standard. Like you would, you know, it wasn't like you, you do your 200 and then you do your five. It was like you found right. a teacher that you resonated with and you studied with that teacher. Like that was, that was it. And that obviously has shifted a ton. I mean, there's just so much uh, teacher training out there and this sort of this track that people, uh, teachers specifically think that they need to go on to like get better. But they also, this whole online wave began. Um, and I remember, you know, back then having immense resistance to people would ask me, will you put some stuff on YouTube? And I was like, no. <laughs> um, and I had resistance based in a belief that you couldn't connect with people through Mm. a platform like that. Um, And, you know, that's something now that I look back on and I actually really regret my own resistance because it was a fabricated belief that was based on nothing because I had no experience doing that. And sort of fast forward a few years when I did start putting some things online and I had the opposite experience, I was like, wow, this is the thing that makes me feel blissful is connecting Mm. with people and I'm (laughs) connecting with them through this platform online. Wow, that's interesting. And, you know, obviously what's very clear right now and very evident in the yoga world is how much has blown up online. And I think that there's a value in being online. And then it's also serves as a platform and a mask to hide behind for a, a lot of people. So it can, can get into murky waters. I think one of the things that I really, at least in the way in which I approach, because I had not a great experience that first time that I went to a yoga class, that's really influenced the way in which I teach, which is Mm -hmm. I never want anybody to feel the way that I felt in that first class. (laughs) So I'm all about Hmm. supporting people for success, making them feel seen and heard and like connected to where they are, if they're a brand new person, um, and giving them an experience that, uh, makes them feel connected to so that I increase the probability that they can come back and really get the gifts of what this practice offers, which is life-changing. And it's been totally transformational for me in my life and for so many others that I have seen transform really before my eyes. And so that's sort of with some of these bigger, um, studio chains that are coming out, which kind of get poo-pooed in, um, in the yoga world of like, it's corporate yoga. And it's this, I'm an advocate, like it's a gateway in. And if it's going to support people and that's appealing to someone that would never come to a mom and pop more sort of mm-hmm. quote unquote spiritual studio, like what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, in my experience with sort of a a portion of my career where I contributed to Yoga 6, it was like really like, yeah, this is first time, our market is first time never ever yogis and I can use this as a platform for my approach and methodology and empowering people through yoga. Hell yes, I'm going to do that. And I copped a lot of flack for that because it was like, you're selling out and you've gone corporate. And it's like, no, I'm interested in actually getting people connected to this incredible system,
0: mm-hmm. period.
2: Um, and that can look a variety of different ways. And so I, I, I feel, I mean, everything's always evolving. I think it's pretty cool what's happening. I, the online piece is like a little, like the Instagram sensation and that kind of thing. And a lot of, you know, I say this all the time of like, who are you when no one's watching? Because that's who you really are. <laughs> like it's not yeah. it's not the, the thing that you just posted on Instagram. And that kind of realness, I think, can mm-hmm. get lost. And there's, I don't know, I'm like curious from you ladies too about this. But when I moved out to Cali, like this was kind of the big, like 2009, 2010, 2011, I was exposed to some, you know, people in the yoga world that were kind of big names or whatever and was really disheartened and disappointed by there not being this matchup of how things were showing up and presented kind of on stage or online and then who they actually were in person. I was like, wait, what? This Mm -hmm. is not, this is disheartening. Um, And that really kind of catalyzed me to turn inward and and kind of pull away from the path that I was going and that and then I ended up going the yoga six path and contributing to that which I'm like super stoked on because there's like over 200 studios opening this year and I'm like wow I played an integral role in that like and that's why I do what I do is to make an impact Mm -hmm. so I'm really curious about Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's yoga has been modernized Mm -hmm. and there's good stuff that comes along with that. And there's also kind of the shadow side of that Mm -hmm. as well. I think your perspective though is, yeah,
1: is really positive though. And I like that, like talking about how, you know, even like I started with Bikram yoga in college And that's definitely Mm -hmm. not the kind I practice now, but that's what was available. And it got me in the room and it got me in the room because I wanted to sweat and look different. But now the reason Mm -hmm. I practice is so different, but that's because any practice we do for a long period of time will evolve. But I would love to go practice in a yoga six class. You know, it's like, I think too, being able to keep a beginner's mind and not get this toot about everything, you know, this like, um, Mm -hmm that, that yoga 6 isn't good enough or it's not yoga or this or that. Like I love a good hip hop yoga class. I love a good workout yoga class. And then
2: whatever I bring to it is what I bring to it. And I, I think same goes for teachers. And it doesn't have to like, it's just, it's so simple. It's like, if you get on a mat and you move and breathe with awareness, things are going to change. Like magic is going to happen. It's really that simple. Totally. But if I sit on my mat and think
1: asshole thoughts the entire time, that's on me, (laughs) right? Like it's true though. Like if I go into a class and this happened for me like a month ago and it was a great teacher. I went into a class, 90 minute class, which feels really freaking long these days. And I wanted to leave the majority of the time because of my own stuff. And about Mm -hmm. 20 minutes to the end, I reached that space of like, cool. I'm happy to be here. I worked through my stuff, yeah. but it was painful., yeah. it was a painful period of time because there was stuff I didn't want to deal with, and it just kept coming up.
2: yeah,
1: but that was my stuff. It had nothing to do with the person in the front of the room. Mm-hmm.
2: i love I love that just <laughs> courageously saying, Own it. I'm owning it. (laughs) Own it.
1: Well, and that's too, like what you said about the teacher thing. It's kind of why we created Rock Your Bliss of like having these authentic conversations and taking ourselves off the pedestal of like, hi, we're human. And sometimes we mess up and sometimes we don't show up the way we want to, but we're in the work and we're walking our talk and we're, we're in it. And so that's that's been a big shift for
2: us.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And that's why like a total reservation. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you talk about like the Wizard of Oz complex, right, you've got like the person behind the curtain. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think for a while yoga did get this weird guru thing. Like, who's your Mm -hmm. person? Who's your teacher? And Mm -hmm. I think when you shine a light on anyone, you're going to see the entire human And how cool to be in that experience together. I think Instagram's creepy for that reason because I get creepy. And so (laughs) I think it's cool to like really acknowledge our humanness in yoga. And I love what you said earlier about finding a teacher that resonates and allowing yourself to also explore, like my Beth said, in sweaty and hip hop and yin and really seeing like you said, when you were slowing down your patterns, how you show Mm -hmm. up and what you need. And then of course, knowing that there will be teachers and humans in general that resonate with you. And then you get to lead with them and next to them. And of course, on your own path, your own way. And that's what makes yoga so cool is there's so many different pathways to explore and people to explore and, um, people perhaps going
2: through their own Oz time as well, and being human with them. Yeah, exactly, and that's and I, I mentioned that just not from a place of judgment, but from a place mm-hmm. of like, yeah, okay, what was my projection, and yeah, then totally. that my expectation, right? Huh, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a little disheartened is it in them? Is it in myself? And then coming back to that piece of like, and there's always more, there's always more for me to learn. And, you know, I shared Mm -hmm. some stuff with you ladies when we first got on of like, Hey, this is what's actually really been going on behind the curtain in my life that Mm -hmm. I haven't publicly spoken about. And it's like, Oh, and whatever anyone else has going on, and there's always more. So Mm -hmm. it's that that piece of Puruna of like, there's always more. (laughs) There's always more and it's always coming. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. For sure. Yeah. So I, you know, and, and just with the, the teachings themselves and on this sort of, there's always more. It's like, I did a training a few weeks ago with my friend, Ashley Turner and Mm. psychology of the chakras. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've been doing that, studying that, teaching that for all these years. And I got more, like I had some insights and I was like, Whoa, I had never made that connection before. And that's what's kept me connected in this conversation for so long because it's so satiating. It's kind of like a treasure box of like, I never know what I'm, I just know that there's more in there. So even when I go back to revisit, things that I've seen over and over again. It's like, and how can I go in with like an openness and new eyes and that beginner's mind? And I'm different now than the last time that I looked and dove into this particular piece.
0: Oh, cool. um, and that's
2: what's so good. Makes such a big difference.
0: I love I love that studentship as like you're a teacher. It's so cool. What's mm-hmm. K, what's one thing as we come to close here that you would tell someone coming into the yoga scene, be it becoming a teacher or their first time practicing, what would you tell someone, first time student or teacher, like give us your sage wisdom?
2: (laughs) Uh, That you have your own unique life experience that's of value and to be yourself. Because, Mm. you know, when I moved out here to California, I'd been teaching for 10 years. One of the first classes I taught here, half of the class got up and walked out and I was a seasoned teacher. And it was like, there was this moment where I was like, oh, maybe I don't fit into the California scene. It was like, no, I don't need to be anybody else. I'm just going to be me and my people will find me. Um, And I, Mm -hmm. I think that even as a brand new teacher, you have life experience and wisdom, that is a value and that can create connection with other people and support them in their own growth and own that. And Mm. like, let your light shine is just give yourself permission to be yourself unapologetically. It's kind of like that Madonna song. This is who I am like it or not. You can love me or leave me. Then I'm never going to (laughs) stop.
1: Perfect. Perfect ending. (laughs) Love that. So, Katie, where can people find you? Where can our people find you? Uh, They can
2: find me via katiebrower.com or they could find me via the uh, yogaprofessionalincubator.com and through any of the social channels. And I, like I said at the beginning, I love connecting with people and hearing about what's up for you and how i can support so reach out say hi Mm. love that you guys do it do it she's a human
1: yeah we'll tag everything katie's doing in the show notes so be sure check katie out thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us this was amazing i mean thanks katie thanks ladies
2: so good awesome
1: bye guys